What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. Here it is Wednesday night, about to be Thursday morning, and we are recording to do a little midweek recap as well as talk about a little bit of a scandal that we've gotten into with another Twitter account. And um, we're also going to break down some cool things that have happened this week, kind of like Landon Sims and just pure domination that he's been going through with Mississippi State pitching staff. Um, we got a new team that's coming back, the Georgetown Hoyas. They're back ready to play baseball very soon. And um, we're also going to have just a couple of debates here at the end of the episode as well. So uh, you guys stay with us. talk about right now is our mid-major polls uh the mid-major top 25 is no longer a thing for now like we're still gonna do it but we cannot call it mid-major top 25 because we were approached by college basketball insider via twitter dms and they said hey uh you guys know how you do the mid-major top 25 we're like yeah they're like yeah well stop that don't do that anymore because uh we actually own the trademark to the phrase mid-major top 25 and um basically like they didn't threaten to shut that down but they asked us very nicely like i wouldn't do that if i were you um because we own the trademark so we have to come up with a new name for the top 25 mid-major top 25 we obviously would love you guys' input let us know what you think and what we're going to come up with a name before next week yeah i mean i mean dimitri what, what kind of names do we have going right now we have like mid-major well, first of all First of all, that shit pissed me off so much. That was such a petty move from a basketball account, from a basketball company, whatever you want to call them. That is such a petty move. It, it pissed me off because here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. Dude, they own the trademark, though. It's they not like own we the can trademark, argue. mid-major top 25. Yes, legally, we cannot fight it. Like, I'm not going to. I don't have just random bunch of cash laying around to hire people to fight it. Dave Portnoy can be reckless because he's got – the money and the backing to do whatever to cover up for his stupidity, whatever and he makes stupid things. But okay, so in a trademark, when you look at the rules and the rules, and I mean, oh my god, I just said rules. I can't talk right now. When you look at the rules and the breakdown of what a trademark means, one of the bullet points is: can the customer be confused by the using of the trademark, whatever the trademark is? For us. We're a basketball baseball account. We don't involve with basketball at all. Our mid-major ranking had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with big basketball. So th that, that's, it shouldn't be confused. So they, they could have easily have just let us use it and not been bothered and not be affected financially or whatever their case may be. So, but we're going to be more mature. We're going to be the bigger people here. And we're just going to come up with a cooler name and we're just going to move on from it. Yeah, my big thing is like I get where they're coming from because I feel like if I owned a trademark and like someone was using it, I'd probably say something too. But the two but big no, things, no, dude, if it's the bath, okay, Ben. No, football. let me talk. Let me talk. I got this. Let me explain it. Obviously, we're not doing it to profit in any way. We don't have any sort of profitability with coming out with these rankings. We think it's fun, and obviously, our listeners and our Twitter followers enjoy 
us coming out with them. So we're not going to stop. We're not profiting off of it. So I don't think they could do anything anyways. And plus it's social media. Like there's so many trademark infringements. If this is social media, like what? I can't tweet out the word Nike or like, I can't tweet out this and that. You can't say you can't say we're not profiting off. We you can we're not profiting off, but at the same time, it's content that's growing our brand, it's growing our account, and it's growing our following. So, and we have yeah, a but guess what? There's it. but look, there's like sneaker companies out there advertising Nike shoes, saying like, "Hey, we're trying to sell these Nike shoes. Anybody want to buy them?" It's a reseller though. They bought it. They bought the shoe, and they're just reselling it. I think that's different than making Nike shoes out of your own factory and selling them with the logo on it. Like that's me, like me going by 30 white t-shirts off the internet, printing the Nike logo on it and selling it. Look, Nike I, doesn't, I, yeah. Nike's not getting a cut out of that. So college insider said, Hey, listen, pay us f- five bucks. Every time you make that graphic, we're fine. That's allowed because wait, did they say that? Cause I would, I'd probably pay him five bucks to make that. Like to they push- didn't say that, but oh, I was <laughs> speaking hypothetically here. They are profiting off of their trademark. They are that's what makes their trademark worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I, mean- I think I think I think they're just being petty because it doesn't affect them. But whatever, we're gonna come up with a better name. I think I think mid majors best twenty five is sick because it's like the best twenty five mid majors best. It just rhymes. It flows. It sounds great. I like mid-major top 24. And if they're going to be petty, we can be petty. If, I mean, mid-major top 25 and a half. The half team just, you know, it's like a, it's like it's a, a participation trophy. <laughs> like, hey, welcome to the top 25. You're not really in it, but we just had to change our name. So participation trophy. Here you go. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for participating in the top 25 and a half. So uh, at the end of the day, we're going to come out with it again Sunday night. But uh, it's going to just have a little name. So I mean, don't I be alarmed. Have- yeah, don't, don't be alarmed. I, I mean, I think it's uh, it's gonna be fine. Everything is gonna be fine. We're gonna be good. Um, but we just had to address that real fast before you guys um, found out on Sunday. But anyways, um, all right, here we go, Dimitri. So let's go ahead and just start the show with talking about the uh, ten undefeated teams that we have left going on in the second week of March. Pretty cool. Uh, obviously, some teams haven't played as many games as others, but uh, we had eleven going into today. The Lamar Cardinals blew a huge lead to Tarleton State, gave up seven runs in the seventh inning to knock off one of the 11. So now we're down to 10. And um, just kind of want to talk about each team real quick. So we have, obviously, Arkansas, who's ranked number one. And then we have, uh, who's the other ranked team here? Oklahoma State and South Carolina. So those three, all undefeated. Oklahoma State, as we know, has a tie on the record. So still undefeated, but don't have a perfect record, I believe. Hey, Ben. Did you notice I took off the chasing perfection part from the last graphic? Yeah, you had to because I mean, because Oklahoma not, State, yeah, they're not they're not perfect. But uh, not so we're perfect. down to ten. We're down to ten, and I want to know which team, Dimitri, do you think is going to be the last one unfeated? All right, so we have Arkansas, Oklahoma State, South Carolina, and then we have teams like uh, Southern Illinois, who's ranked very high in our mid-major poll, which we'll talk about here in a second. We have some scandals going on with mid-major polls, um, but then we have. Uh, St. John's, USC Upstate, who we saw just demolish Clemson this week. And then we'll we talk have, about them too. Yeah, we will. And then we have Fordham, which I don't even know what state Fordham is in, but if I had to guess, it's somewhere in the Northeast. Fordham? Fordham, New- def- Fordham I think, is in uh, New York. I'm saying New Jersey. 
I think no, I think it's in the city of like the Bronx. <laughs> Maybe. All right, you look that up. And then we also have uh Delaware, which I didn't know had baseball. So Delaware's uh one of dude, the ten. Dude, Delaware's logo, I love it. Oh, me too. It's classic, man. It's it's a I love logo. that duck, that duck looking. What is it? What is that a duck? They're the blue hens, I believe. Blue hens, yes, they are. The dude, duck. Logo, that is not it. even close to a duck. What are you talking about? Look at their logo. It, it could it could be an angry blue duck. I'm looking it up right now. Um, and so we also have uh, UMBC, who we saw knock off of Virginia as a 16 seed in the uh, NCAA basketball tournament a couple of years Dude, ago. Their Twitter account was was ruthless when that happened. Oh well, you have to be. Fordham University is a private Jesuit research university in New York City in the Bronx. Okay. Their baseball field. Um, their baseball field, yes, it's right in the middle of the Bronx. All right. Oh, oh, dude, their stadium is shared. It looks like with a football field. Their baseball Ooh, those field, are the best. It's probably dude, like two hundred and fifty feet to right field. Dude, the big football stadium, home home stand bleachers, you know. Oh yeah, it's the left field wall. Got it. And there's a and there's a foul and there's a field goal post in the foul territory behind third base. <laughs> you gotta love northeast baseball man those fields are just they're built so tightly into the city it's crazy but anyways, anyways. Um, yeah so and then we have navy who has the active longest winning streak in all of college baseball right now at like 18 games they went 14 and 0 in their last 14 games last season before covid started the season 4 and 0 this year so props to navy and you can you believe they lost the first game of the season yeah that's and then they, they haven't lost since the opening day of 2020 yeah. So but out of those they, out of those ten teams, who you think is gonna be the last one standing? Dude, one of the little mayors. So there. so um so I think like dude, like when you just from a just a quick glance, you think Oklahoma State, South Carolina, or Arkansas is gonna win. No shot. But dude. no, but listen, but let, let me finish. <laughs> so they like they play Louisiana Tech, Oklahoma, and Alabama, the next three games or the next three two series in a midweek. Do you think they go seven and zero in those games? Probably no shot. not. No way. No shot. So Arkansas, I don't think so. Um, I was looking look- at I was looking at each team's uh, remaining schedule, and I like Southern Illinois. I think the Salukis are going to be the last undefeated team. They could start the season twenty five and zero. So they have four against Evansville, and then three against Marshall. Very possible. Evansville, I don't see them sweeping four games, but they could. They could very well do it. Dude, Delaware played. Villanova, St. Joseph, and Towson. I just Those don't think Delaware. Teams, I don't think Delaware's good. I think they've just gotten lucky and they're kind of hot. No, right now. they're dude, they're two and zero. Relax. Yeah, like I'm, they're I'm, not good. Delaware's not going undefeated anytime for very long. So my guess, my guess would have to be, dude. I mean, dude, like South Carolina. Let's see, South Carolina. Um. But you can see Arkansas going through that schedule undefeated. But South Carolina played Texas this weekend. I don't think they sweep. No shot. Nope. I don't think they will either. So now you look at Upstate. Like, what do you think Upstate? Upstate playing. Um, I mean, dude, I thought I thought I thought they were going to end with Clemson. Yeah, that's just me. Just quick glance, right? But they have Campbell this weekend. And 
Campbell is a good team. So do you see upstate sweeping? Possible, no. but no, I don't I don't see it happening. Believe me, I looked and at all the schedules. I think Southern Illinois has the best chance. Everybody else kind of has a little tough. You think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna sweep? Yeah, dude. I really think I'm a believer in Southern Illinois, man. I think that they're. A, I, I mean, saw them play in person this year. I think they're legit. Dude, come on! Just because I think they they're gonna lose the game doesn't mean I'm not a believer. That's just ridiculous. But I think I think St. John stays undefeated the longest. You know why? They play Western this weekend. I think they can sweep Western. Western what? Carolina. Okay, you can't just say Western. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Western Carolina. And guess who they play next? Uh, uh, dude, there's 300 teams. I have no clue. Fordham. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with St. John. Okay, we'll, we'll see. But anyways, that'll be fun. I think last year, wasn't it UCF that was the longest undefeated? No, no UCF. No, UCF was not the longest. They lost to uh, they lost pretty like opening weekend or something, and then they went on to win a whole bunch of games in a row. But last year, oh. um, I mean, it would take us a year to look that up. I have no, no, no. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. The longest team undefeated last year was. Uh, You're not going to be able to find this, dude. Holy shit, dude! I for I, I damn it. Um, I could pull up the tweet, but don't worry about it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Someone, someone will tweet at us what the whoever it was. I think it was UCF. But anyways, uh, we had some we had some good major or mid not sorry not mid major. We had some good midweek action this week. Uh, we saw a VCU split with Virginia Tech with the exciting series. First game goes into extra innings, and then VCU wins today. A lot of energy out of both of those dugouts. Those Virginia schools, they're getting after it so far this year. So that was fun to watch. I watched both of those games on ESPN Plus. And then we had Charlotte just destroy Tennessee on Tuesday night, uh, nine to nothing. After we were praising Tennessee for how good they were playing. Dude, you know what's crazy? We were praising Charlotte. And then they freaking got spanked by UNC Greensboro. And then we praised Tennessee, and they get spanked. Like, And then we praised UCF, and then they get spanked. And then we pray Stetson, and they get spanked. It's hard. Like I'm, I'm, dude, it's I'm a de- hard sport. You can't get up every weekend. It's impossible. Dude, like, and then I I was like, dude, Florida sucked. They came back literally the next inning and scored, like, six runs. And I was like, are you shitting me? Like, 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 can I act smart for once? Like, can I just get lucky and be smart? It's, it's impossible in this sport. It really is. It's re- literally every week is so independent from the previous week. That's why like those rankings and like all that stuff is like, it's just, it's just people get so angry over a ranking that can literally change. And it will change. It's going to change a hundred times before the season's over. So like, take it easy because nobody can like someone, people keep saying, Oh, Florida sucks. Louisville sucks. They're overrated, whatever. And then you're like, they win a big game and then they lose like three straight. And then you're like, okay, why the hell did I have their back just for them to make me look like shit? Make look, yeah. look stupid. It's college baseball, man. Most unpredictable sport in the game. So uh, anyways, let's talk about some things that kind of impressed us this week. Uh, I'm going to start with Landon Sims, man. Just once again, putting on an absolute clinic on the mound. This guy might win the gold spikes, Dimitri. He has 27 strikeouts and 32 outs this year. 27 out of 32. No, 27 31. out of 31. 31. 27 out of – dude, he came in There's tonight. been four batters who have 
put the ball in play and gotten out. He came in tonight, gave up a double to the first guy he faced in the eighth inning, struck out the side, 94, swinging slider with a check swing, a pitching injury would call it the sword. Then 96 looking on the black. Then comes out from the ninth, um, base hit, and then a double down the left field line, and then strikeout or he struck out two in the ninth two. So five out of seven, five out of six out for strikeout. And he just command, he duty paint. And he's only a freshman, right? Like statistically. Freshman, freshman of the year, SEC freshman of the year lock right he's now. He's going to be the player. Like, dude, if he keeps this up, they're going to give him the golden spikes award. It doesn't matter. Let's, like let's the pure say, dominance. Let's just say he goes into a little stretch of like two or three games where he just, you know, this balls are falling, you know, they're getting hit where the he faces field. like SEC hitters like consistently because that's going to happen. Even that. Let's just say he keeps shoving, but there's going to be a game where they just hit the ball where Mississippi State isn't fielding. If if they hit the ball, that's the problem right now. Teams aren't hitting the ball. No, no, he, he's giving up hits. It's just people aren't grounding out, people aren't flying out. When they make contact, it's usually a hit. If you look at his numbers, I would love to see what his BABIP is, batting average balls in play, because it's got to be in like very high. Compared it's to gotta average. be like yeah, it's gotta be like six five hundred at least. I think I could get a hit off of him. I think I could get a hit off of him. You put the ball in play and you have a good chance. I, I, I want to, <laughs> I want to see him throw to me. I want to see what it's like. I, I'm obviously kidding. I cannot get a hit off of him. But I want to see. I want to step in the box and see what it looks like because these hitters are looking dumb up there, and it's not for just a coincidence. Like it's 30, 31 outs, twenty seven strikeouts. That's very very hard to duplicate. I don't know if it ever will for a while. Anyways. Uh, we've had uh, – Hold on, hold on. Landon Sims is just the headline pitcher right now. But Mississippi State, literally, literally, their Saturday guy, Costanzo. No. What's his name, Ben? Costanzo? I, I forgot his name. forgot his name, but it starts with a C. He's doing okay. I mean, he's, he's not getting – like, he's maybe getting two or three innings a weekend out of – they're getting out of him. But – like that's not a that's a good problem to have when you're just like okay, dude, next guy up. We have we have guys in the bullpen that we just we're waiting to move in starting rotation because we have so many pitchers. Yeah, they're, they're they have so many. Yeah, their their pitching staff is unbelievable. Um, I think you're talking about um, if you wouldn't have said Costanzo, I would have known it. It's hold on, it's like Sura Sarantola. 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 There we go. Sarantola, not Costanza. If you wouldn't have said, like, if you would have asked me before the show what his name was, I would have, I would have got it in a heartbeat. Sarantola. You said Constanza, and I was like, oh god, that's not it, but it's close. <laughs> no, but um, he, uh, he like, quote unquote, their worst pitcher, and he's got nasty stuff. He's got really. He'll good figure stuff. it out. He'll figure it out. But yeah, no, Mississippi State pitching staff incredible. I mean, incredible. What a good problem to have to not to have too many guys and not know who should be pitching when. I know. And they have like a sixth year and a seventh year guy in the bullpen too, who barely get to play. So and their freshman is their best closer. Like yeah. prop to that guy for being the best closer on a lotus staff. Yeah. So that's uh like you said, that's a good problem to have. But anyways, another good problem to have is Georgetown baseball is back. So finally, they get to play some real baseball. They were shut down for the longest time and didn't think they were going to play a full schedule. We actually were talking to some no, of the players. No, they're and, not playing a full schedule. Well, now they are like, 
I mean, obviously you can't play a full schedule in week four, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they're playing a full schedule from here, like here on out. Yep. Unlike the, the Ivy League who are kind it's of like being 30, soft I think about it's like 34 it. games. Yeah. So yeah, but it's just fine. I mean, that's I mean, over the next eight weeks, nine weeks, like that's a that's a good little schedule. They're gonna be packed. No, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that those guys do holding their own workouts, their own practice, spending their own money mm-hmm. to stay in shape actually now mat means something. It matters. It's, it was worth it because they get to put it to play rather than doing all that work, putting all that effort in, just saying F you. Um, you guys aren't playing, but thanks for the effort. Maybe next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was worried for him for a second because when we were uh, like messaging some of their players before the season started, they were very like not confident that they were going to play. They were pissed. They were like, yeah, we're not going to play this year. Like they're telling us we're not playing. And finally they came around and I'm sure, I'm sure it had something to do with Georgetown athletics looking back and saying, wow, we look stupid right now. Us in the Ivy League are sitting back while everybody's and so, playing. And so you know what they did? They delayed it a little bit more to make it look like they were discussing things when in reality they just saw everybody else playing say, we look retarded, let's it, play. It, it's it's kind of like they, it's kind of like whenever you, like your friends are outside playing when you're younger and you're like, oh, I'm just going to stay inside and hang out and watch TV. And then you like peek out the window and then you're like, oh, God. Looks like they're having fun right now. Let's. I'm gonna go. I'm so gonna you're go gonna wait a little bit. You're gonna wait a little bit and say, "Hey, all right, I decided to come out." Yeah. Like, oh, my it... show's over. I'm, I'm, I just woke up from exactly. a nap. I'm good to go. Let's let's play now. Exactly. Boys. They. That's exactly what they did. They tried to make it look smart when in reality they just were like, "Okay, w- like what are we what are we doing here?" Yeah, and no like big announcement from them either. Not like, "Hey, we're coming to play." They kept it very low key. Like they've go been playing at, this. <laughs> they've been go playing look at the Georgetown whole time. Twitter. Go look at their Twitter. They just tweeted. Here's our schedule. Yeah, they didn't make playing. a big announcement or anything because they knew they were going to get roasted. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, what? They just yeah. posted, hey. here's our schedule. You know the saying, fashionably late? Like, they tried to pull the whole fashionably late. Like, hey, I'm here. What's up, guys? And everybody just kind of like looks and says, ah, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, no, exactly. they, they played exactly. that wrong. But exactly. Good for them. I'm glad for their players. Uh, discuss it with their athletic leadership. Just a bunch of followers over there. No leaders at, at Georgetown Athletics. So uh, we that we made that pl- pretty clear. Um, but anyways, um, we had a good little debate going on Twitter here. Um, this is going to be kind of a not a touchy subject, but very. It's going to be a very weird argument to have because it's it's like what's the best position in college baseball. And I think it's weird because um, Dimitri was one of these guys and I was one of these guys. And it's between uh, Friday night starter, like on the mound, SEC shortstop. I was not a Friday night starter. Well, I was going to give you 98 mile an hour closer, but. I wish I threw 98. <laughs> Dude, they, the people listening to this didn't know you didn't, you didn't throw 98. I was about to hype you up one time. We're here to hype each other up in 2021. But all right. Anyways, let me start this over because I feel like that was just a poor display of this argument. Anyways. We put a poll up on Twitter. I'm, I'm getting hyped up now. We put a poll on Twitter. What is the best position in college baseball? If you could choose any of these to be guaranteed, what are you choosing? And it's Friday night starting pitcher, SEC shortstop, 98-mile-an-hour closer, or just the big daddy at the DH spot, like daddy hacks only, hitting 20 homers a year. All right, Ben, let me ask you this. Who is the first player you think of when you th- see each of those choices? So Friday night guy, who do you think of immediately? Immediately off the top of my head. Um, 
Wait, is this like this year only or all time? Just first guy you think of when you hear the word Friday night guy. Uh, David Price. Okay. What is the first thing you hear when you hear SEC shortstop? Alex Bregman. Okay. What do you first thing you hear when you hear 98 Monarch closer? The guy from USC Upstate. <laughs> Kevin Davis. Kevin Davis. If you, for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, he broke the internet this weekend or last night. Six, nine. Let me repeat. Six, nine. What is he doing on a baseball field? We don't know, but either way, he's fine. He he he's good enough to be here. He looks like an S, he looks like an SEC offensive lineman throwing ninety eight miles an hour. He didn't throw ninety eight, but we can pretend. But anyway, six nine two seventy comes in just bringing the noise. It was it was ninety three ninety four, but it looked like ninety eight. It looked yeah. heavy. It looked hard. And it, and dude, he threw three straight fouls right by Clemson's uh, first guy that he faced. Just blew him right by him. Yeah. And it then the impressive. next guy, the next guy, freaking cracked the ground with a ball straight into the ground chopper for a double play ball. Um, so, but to go back on your question, who do I think of? Uh, I was kind of kidding with with uh, the USC Upstate closer. I mean, he wasn't ninety eight, <laughs> but on on the real note, uh, Zach Birdie from Louisville from a few years ago. Zach Birdie, that's a great one. Okay, yeah. And then Big Daddy Hack DH. This one's probably gonna be. Oh, this one's tough. Maybe like. I know my answer. Let me think about this for a second. A big daddy hack DH. All the guys I'm thinking of played the field. I wanted to say like Pedro Alvarez from Vanderbilt, but he played third base. Overrated. Overrated. One of the best videos on YouTube. And uh, I don't know. Help me out with this one. Who's like your big daddy DH? Luke and Baker. Luke and Baker is a good one. God, what a beast. He was a two-way guy though. He threw like 95 off the mound too. Um, I was thinking also, remember Jace Chamberlain from Cal State Fullerton a few years ago? Yeah. The freshman. I don't think he's playing there anymore, but he was huge, and he took daddy hacks. But uh, what about you? What is Friday night guy, first instinct, who comes to your head? College baseball. Dude, okay. This is the, this For me, I have there's so many. But, but, okay, Friday night guy, when I think of just Friday night guy, I don't know why, but I just think of Aaron Nola. From LSU. Yeah, he was there dealing for three years. But you know who else I thought of immediately? Walker Bueller. Or in Carson. I just think of Bandy when I yeah. think Friday night guy. I just that's think why, That's why I said David Price. I feel like he was the first like solidified Friday night guy for that pitching rotation back in like 2007. Like but that, but I mean, I just think Bandy when I think but Aaron Nola for sure. Fun fact. I have a I have a funny story about facing Walker Bueller. Um, so my freshman year, we played against him in a midweek and this was when I was at UT Martin. And of course we're all pumped to play at Vanderbilt Tuesday night under the lights. That was the year they won the national championship actually with like Tyler Beattie and Carson Fulmer. And, uh, who was the other starter? They had a loaded pitching staff. It wasn't Bueller was their midweek guy. I'll put it at that. He was their Tuesday night starter. And, um, I was pumped. I was like, all right, man, we're facing a freshman on the mound. We're gonna get some hits. The first pitch that I saw, I was hitting, I think, cleanup or maybe fifth. First pitch I saw, 
wasn't until the third pitch of the at bat, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I did not see the first two fastballs go and right by. You can't blame, me. and you can't blame your eyes on them, dude. It was the first time I've ever seen 95 miles an hour, and probably the only time I legitimately saw 95 at the plate. I mean, I took two pitches right down the middle, never saw them. And the third pitch, I think I fouled off and I was super late. And then the fourth pitch, fastball right down the middle, I dribbled a ball to third base. And if you knew anything about me hitting, I pulled everything. I was left-handed hitter and I pulled everything. I literally dribbled a ball to third base off of Walker Bueller and they pulled him after two innings because he was just carving our lineup too bad. But I saw him and I was like, that's a big league pitcher right there. And he's only a freshman. And sure enough. Yeah. So anyways, okay, next one. Um, SEC shortstop, what do you got? Always. I, I just think of Dansby Swanson. Ew, dude. Come on. Alex Bregman was three times the SEC shortstop as Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson didn't even play shortstop until like his junior year. Okay, but when I that's what I think of. Like, sorry, dude. Like, well, that's what I think I'm of. Sorry, you I don't, have a I don't... dumb brain. What do you mean? He was this drafted number one overall. What are you talking about? <laughs> Alex Bregman was three times the shortstop as SEC shortstop as he was. I would okay, put well. Dansby Swanson at maybe like the tenth name that comes to mind when I think of SEC shortstop. Okay, who's your second? Uh, probably, oh, that's See? a good question. Oh, oh, Nolan Fontana from Florida back in like 2010. He was a stud. Yeah. All right, anyway, last, I mean, oh yeah, I already said Luke and Baker. But you know who else I think of? And he did play first base some, but when I think of Big Daddy Hack DH with Yasmin um, in Yonder Alonzo when he was at Miami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not he, a bad choice. He played first a little, but when he would, dude, he was a big boy DH. Yeah. Miami had the parking deck in right field. And I mean, dude, they, I think he parked more cars in that parking deck than people that drove there. <laughs> he, he put, I, I would love to pay to watch his batting practice there. And they I, had those Nike, they had those Nike vector torpedo, bats. The torpedo bats. It's called a vector, right? And then they had the all, dude, my, one of my favorite, the Nike Aero Fuse all white. No, the all Two red piece. was better. The cherry, the cherry bomb. Dude, but the all whites were like freaking lightsabers, dude. Yeah. Dude, there was a, there was a point in time where the BESR bats were all just, everybody was coming out with white bats. The white EXO, the white Nike uh, the white Omaha, like those things all came out like around the same time. And it was a good time to be a white baseball bat. Dude, Georgia Tech was swinging the plasma, the, the lime the worth, green, the worth plasmas. <laughs> Rawlings. 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 Oh, I was thinking of the worth prodigies. You remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. But then they had, they had the uh, Rawlings um, plasma and then the 5150. But dude, those plasma literally sounded like taking a spoon to a wine glass. Like, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Oh, and TV. When you go on YouTube and watch old college baseball games, you have to turn your volume down because the pings are so <laughs> freaking loud. I know, man. It was such a beautiful sound, though. I would do anything to get that sound. Back. Well, anyway, anyway, let's get back to more a little more serious talk. Yeah. Upstate, Ben, are you buying or selling? Buying or selling upstate? Yeah, yeah, I think they're the I think they're the second best school in South Carolina right now. I mean, you no, can't actually, that. I take that back. I forgot Coastal Carolina is in South Carolina. So you're, t- you're taking Coastal over Upstate right now? Absolutely. Um, I mean, Upstate, dude. Just because they're ten and zero, just because they're ten and zero doesn't mean like 
they're better no, than of some course of not. Schools. Doesn't mean they're better. Doesn't mean they're like the best team in the state in the state. But dude, when you, I was watching them, they have okay. They had their closer, got some velo, but they had a lot of guys who just move the ball around. And you know who gives that gives headaches to the big schools when they come off facing ninety five every weekend, and then they see eighty six with movement all over the place. Yeah, it's annoying. And so I think I think. You know, they can show up. That's, I mean, show up one day and surprise anybody. Um, they played, dude, the team they played, they played four teams, okay? All four of those teams have a combined 13 win. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm selling, I, oh, I'm, I bought USC Upstate on Tuesday. I'm selling them on Wednesday for profit. They're fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I bought them on Tuesday. They won against Clemson. If this was a stock market, they went straight up. I'm selling them now. Sell them now while I can. Make you don't think profit. it's going to keep going up? You think it's no. going to it's going to correct itself? A thousand percent, yes. Which is a great analogy because that's yeah. exactly what I think. I think they're good. I think they're fun to watch. Um, this I is think- no this is no GameStop uh, stock right here. This isn't going to keep going up. They're they're not a stonk. They're not a stonk, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, I think they're a good team. I think they're going to win the A Sun. I would imagine. Or are they in the A Sun now? Or are they in the uh, no? No, they're still big in the South. They're they in the big, big South. South. Big South. Yeah. I don't um, know why I always thought they were in the A Sun. Did they used to be in the A Sun? Yeah, they were in the A Sun, dude. You, yeah. Dude, Upstate had Chaz Sabaka, who's a big league reliever with the Braves. Yeah. And they had Gaither Bumgarner, who's probably the worst hitter to face I've ever faced in my life. The most annoying hitter. He was six seven. <laughs> I thought he you was, said the worst. I was like. How? No, like the worst as in most annoying. Yeah. He was six seven, really skinny, and he just hit balls over the first base in his head every single time. And he threw gas too. He was their starter and he played um center field. But he hit he hit like four four hundred something one year, and everyone's like, Oh my god, Gaze are bumming out. He rakes. Dude, he pokes the ball over the first base in his head every single time. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating it. And if any update people are listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Go watch video. He pokes the ball over first base in his head every time. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I can promise you, I'm not going to go watch video of Gaither Bumgarner. No, hit, you don't need to. But, Ga- but you don't need I, to. I take your word for it. Hey Ben, how about Alabama? Yeah, they're in our top twenty-five. Did you see that game last night? I don't know if you watched it or you saw the highlights or the videos or whatever. But it was against Jacksonville State, right? South Alabama. Oh, South Alabama. Oh my God. Oh, I do remember that. Holy so, crap, man. So what a disaster. No, but dude, South Alabama was up five to one. I know. And then they you know, Alabama scored some runs, hit a couple balls everywhere. So it was like five five or uh six five. Um, no, no, it was five. What was it? Five, four, five, three or five, four. And I'm tr- holy shit. I'm trying to remember. Dude, get your facts straight. Come on. It, it, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was six to five. It was a one run game and they got a double play ball and they butchered it to get out of the inning. Okay. So th- no, dude. All right. I got it. I got it now. I'm sorry. You it was six to five in the eighth. South Alabama scored three. So it was eight to five, uh, eight to six going into the ninth. Bases loaded, um, walk, scored a run. Uh, not walk. Um, oh my god, I can't even talk right now. Are you um, okay? Muffed, <laughs> they muffed the double play ball. Yeah, the dude just the, the moment was too big for him. 
He tried to rush the play. That was all it was. It was just moment was too big. He just couldn't. Hey, big time players make the big time plays. Alabama had the big time player, Dio Dati. They call him Dio, like Dio. You know, freaking walk off grand slam. It was sick. It was. And there, and there two was pitches Alabama. later. Two yeah. pitches later, they had a ground yeah. ball to get out of the inning, double play, and two pitches later, they're losing by four runs, and the game's over. Three but, runs. But three run. Oh, you're right. There Sorry. was an Alabama player in their dugout doing the choking thing. He was like, choke, 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 as they were celebrating. I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Who is this guy? Uh, yeah, I'm glad we didn't find out who it was because I really don't want him to get in trouble. Because, But that was funny. I saw that video, and I saw we zoomed in on it. That was, that was funny. Uh, but I think Alabama is going to be all right this year. I don't think they're going to finish last in the SEC like they usually do. They'll beat teams like uh, Kentucky and Missouri and Texas A&M, maybe Auburn. I, I'm not sold on Auburn yet. I think they're very close to me buying them, but still. Here, here's how I kind of measure how good a team is. Look at who they put in on the mound when the game is really close late. Like, look at Mississippi State. Landon Sim comes in and just shuts the door. That's how you know Mississippi State, like, they're going to win close games. They're a good team because you're not going to blow out every game. You have to win the close one. When it comes to game 56, whatever your record is, there's going to be at least 15 one-two run games in there. you got to win 10 out of 15, and you're and then you add those 10 wins to your final record. You know what I mean? Right. You've got to win the close one. That's how you look at Mississippi State. Landon Sam slammed the door. They're going to win a lot of close games. When you look at Auburn, they had Peyton Glavin throwing like 86-88 against Boston College in a tie game in the 10. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Peyton Glavin's not good, but he's not a guy that's going to go in there and strike out the side. He's not a guy that's make a hitter uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? No, oh, yeah, for so, sure. So like the, I, 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 that's how I kind of measure team. And, and you can even look on the flip side offensively. Can one through nine, any of those guys just go deep or hit a ball off the wall, double in the gap, and just change the game? Mississippi State, I mean, just the look at their lineup. Anybody can change the game at any moment in the lineup. I would say that about pretty much every SEC team, though. These but, SEC, but, like SEC and ACC lineups are stacked. Big 12, too. Oh, my God. Like, they, they can all hit. So, oh, so it's more you, about uh, pitching for me. You're, you're right, though. I think you're right with the who, – who's going to be the the – crucial out guy that comes out of the bullpen it could be in the sixth inning seventh inning eighth inning it doesn't have to necessarily be the ninth like who's the guy coming out of the bullpen when it's bases loaded one out up by one run no matter what what point in the game it is every baseball game is one in a moment usually before the ninth inning yeah bases loaded one out jam in the six you're up by one down by one that's when the game is won. Usually, unless you're unless you're Boston College and you just wait till you get down by eight in the ninth inning with two strikes and two outs, two strikes and two outs, <laughs> and then score eight unanswered. God, that would. Yeah. I'm still amazed at that. Like I, I can't believe that actually happened to an SEC team. It wasn't like an SEC or ACC team did it to like Alabama State. You know, it was um, it was a very smaller, not traditional ACC team did it to an SEC team who was in Omaha two years ago. And you know who we keep sleeping on? Not sleeping. We don't sleep. But I feel like, like I said, our last episode, they just keep slipping under the radar. They just keep doing things in the background. East Carolina smacked Duke um, last night, 11 to 5. It wasn't even, it was, it was really, it was close first five innings, and they blew them out. And East Carolina, we don't talk about them very much because, like, you just don't hear, you just don't, 
I don't know how to explain it. They, I just feel like they're just quietly do, getting their work done. Yeah. I mean, good for them, man. Good for them. That's exactly where you want to be. You don't want to be headline. You don't want to be top of everybody's targets. You know, you want to just keep slipping by kind of like how, I mean, I kind of said it before the season started with South Carolina, how they were in the perfect spot, you know, ranked 18th to start the year. Good enough expectations where the players knew they were good, but not, I mean, still not good enough where they, the players still played with a chip on their shoulder. And look how that's turned out. So it's East Carolina good. could be very similar to that. That's pretty much all I had to talk about on this show, dude. I mean, it was kind of a slower week mid-major. Or, sorry, I keep saying mid-major now. Mid-week-wise, very slow week. I think it was a quality over quantity midweek. Yeah. A few quality, good game. Not a lot of game. Not a lot of games. And you're right. Because a lot of conferences are starting conference play now. And we'll, we'll definitely have the preview for the weekend coming up on tomorrow's episode. And we're going to break down the uh, biggest series. We're going to have to pick them again. Probably have a guest on the show. It It's going to be fine. But as far as like the midweek recap goes, kept it short, sweet, simple. Nothing like stood off of this you know stood off the paper to us besides a couple things we've already talked about so um anything else you need to talk about here dimitri nope i think that pretty much sums it up all right well you guys uh hopefully enjoyed this episode we'll be back tomorrow night with a weekend preview and uh hopefully a nice little guest to go along with it 